see if you agree with this mom's very strict parenting rule. Jennifer Garner is 50 years old and she she's the actress. You know, she's got three kids with Ben Affleck. She's got Violet, who's 17, Serafina's 14, and finally had a boy. Samuel is 11. None of them are allowed to have any social media. Mm. She takes it even a step further. She said to her kids, you show me the articles that prove social media is good for teenagers, and then we'll have a conversation. (laughs) Find me scientific evidence that matches what I have said, that it's not good for teens, and then we'll chat. Mm. And what's wild, her 17-year-old, Violet, is actually grateful that she doesn't have any social media. Good for her. And this is a total sidebar. I may have gotten off on a little bit of a rabbit trail when I was working on this story for you guys yesterday. <laughs> um, let's just say her oldest daughter looks exactly like her mom. I mean, like, exactly. And the middle daughter looks exactly like Ben. Mm. It was uncanny. I couldn't stop staring. Mm. That's funny. <laughs> Coming up in a minute, wouldn't you say one of the most challenging parts of having a dog is who takes care of it when you're away? Mm. Hey, wouldn't you say one of the most challenging parts of owning a dog is how emotional it is when you have to leave them home alone? I mean, even like when Glenn and I would leave Alex the Wonder Mutt, we felt so guilty. Mm. Um, So it's really one of the most stressful things about dog ownership is who's going to take care of your pup when you're away. Well, check this out. A new smart device called Companion Bills itself as an all-in-one nanny and tutor for your dog. It stimulates and entertains Fido while you work. It plays games, monitors your dog's health, and dispenses wow. treats. And um, I watched the the promo video. I would have gotten you a clip of it, but it was like just kind of boring. Um, and it's funny. I watched that video and I thought, are our dogs going to suddenly start trying to like? get the Roomba to pop out a treat because they're like, okay, these little like robot looking things, they give me food. So I'll go around the whole house, right, find the robots, and find the ones that pop out treats. I'm worried that the robots are going to replace us. Right. Well, but, but the robot can't snuggle with your dog. Do, do, well, I'm sure or somebody in dog. AI is working on that right oh, now. That's true. <laughs> okay. Kev, are you up for a fun little game of would you rather? Yeah. 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 Okay, Let's go. We'll play in just a minute. Okay, Kev said he's up for a little uh, game of would you rather. So here you go. Would you rather mm-hmm. be able to travel forward in time yeah. or backward in time? Which <sighs> would you where which way would you go? I always say I would never go back to like people be like, "Man, if I could be 20 again, I would never do mm-hmm. that." So I'm I'm going to say forward. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah. About 49% of people would prefer what I would prefer and that is to go back. Really? And I would like to go back with my adult brain and consciousness and <laughs> see what it was like to be a little girl and have a dad who did not have multiple sclerosis. Oh, that's Because he got diagnosed when I was about 10. Yeah. Um, and it would be fun to see him like, what is what was his personality like before the disease? And what did mm. he look like when he was running around and teaching me how to play ball or basketball? It would mm. just be fun yeah, to see yeah. that. But uh, like youth, about 30% said they would jump forward and it's funny, even though they had plenty of time to think about it, 21% are like, I don't know. I don't know which one I would choose. I mean, honestly, I'd rather stay here because I, I love my life. But if I had to pick one, it'd be forward. 
So I've been an advocate of car. I wish car manufacturers would put CD players in cars again. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. I you don't so mind carrying them around in your car? No, because I have so many things on CD that aren't available any anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking my dream may come true because of Gen Zers. We've all heard about the vinyl boom, people buying albums again, right? Oh, and yeah. having turntables in their home. There is now a CD boom going on. No you know, way. compact discs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I still have a bunch of mine. Driven by Gen Zers and get this they don't even have cd players they're buying them like as merch as memorabilia like you would no i don't know way. an autographed picture they just want the cd itself with the booklet and everything else someone did a pinterest page or a tiktok they must have they must have <laughs> but gen zers unite with me and maybe we can get cd players back in cars again Okay, so you guys know I love Shark Tank and Barbara on Shark Tank. She's this real estate mogul, a billionaire, and she came from nothing. Very, very humble beginnings, had like a whole bunch of brothers and sisters. They lived in like a two-bedroom house. Very humble beginnings. And she said when she was first starting out in real estate, she really couldn't afford it. But with her first commission check, Mm -hmm. she went out and bought a $320 coat, which in Today's money would be like a $1,500 coat. Whoa. She went out and bought that because she said, if I'm going to impress people in New York City with real estate, I got to look the part. And she said, huh. that is going to be something I'm investing in. And she said, it's the best money she ever spent. It changed her life. Interesting. She viewed herself differently going out and meeting clients wow. and stuff. Wow. I've by heard that, that about um, certain sa- like salespeople. They say hmm. they have to get a nice car so that when they show up, they appear successful hmm. and therefore success breeds success. Well, yeah, they say but, dress for success. So it yeah. worked for her. All right. Just a minute ago, Kev, you were telling us to dress for success. Mm-hmm. Well, there is a type of outfit that is back in style for men. Yeah. And I cannot wait to hear what you think of it. I'll okay. talk about it next. So it's hilarious that Kev brought up Dress for Success and Barbara Corcoran's fancy schmancy coat that she bought to start in real estate because you're not going to believe what's back in style and they're trying to encourage men. You know what? Be confident. Do it. Go for it. It is the crop top for men. No. (laughs) No. It's back, baby. Is that from the 80s? When when was the crop? Or 70s? It was like an athletic cut shirt you'd wear like yeah, playing like a, football, a football or lacrosse or something like that yeah, yeah. well but they're saying wear it every day like wear it to the office you know what you no, should do they didn't say wear it to the pair office. it with your crocs which are also <laughs> back that'll be a great look <laughs> coming up do your kids have worries and concerns or are they carefree enjoying their childhood do you have kids who have worries and concerns or are they carefree enjoying their childhood A new poll of 9 to 13-year-olds found that one in three worry at least once a week. Now, what exactly are kids today? Again, 9 to 13-year-olds. What are they stressing over? School is the top source of trepidation for preteens, followed by worrying about their friendships. Hmm. Knowing what your kids worry about is super helpful for you, mom and dad, so you can help them develop coping skills that will carry them into adulthood. Other things kids worry about, the health of the people they love, their looks, being bullied, and violence in the world. Hmm. That's 9 to 13-year-olds. Wow. Pretty heavy stuff for that it age. Is. It is. It's a lot lot for them to carry. Hey, do you know someone who is a walking miracle? This guy, Sammy, sure is. He's 16, and he was at a rock climbing gym when he suffered cardiac arrest and died. Workers at the gym, EMTs, doctors all performed CPR for him for over two hours. 
But when they got to the hospital, things took a turn for the worse. They looked at us and they said, I'm so sorry that he's gone. I started talking to him, just telling him how much I love him. And I'm sorry that we didn't know how to save him. And suddenly, as where I started praying, my husband said, oh my gosh, he's he's moving. Each and every one of them afterward came to us and said, we've never seen anything like this before, ever. Never have we ever pronounced somebody and suddenly they came back, you know, five minutes later. Isn't that amazing? It's like that movie they did um, based on a true story. And even though doctors expected a devastating brain injury from loss of oxygen, uh, Sammy only had temporary memory loss and he's going through rehab. He's learning how to walk again. And He saved his mom's life because they discovered a rare genetic condition. And now doctors are treating her with medication and she's going to be just fine. So pretty incredible story. So, Taylor, a while back, um, your mom very bravely uh, allowed you to share her story of being scammed. Yeah, she wanted people, to prevent other people yeah, from... with AI. And, and I, I would imagine you kind of feel duped. You feel kind of gullible after that. But I think I have a story of someone else falling for something that may encourage her. There are cyber criminals out there that are so good, they got the CEO of a British energy provider for over $240,000. They used AI to simulate a voice of someone else, like on their board or something of Uh this energy company, to say, hey, you need to transfer that money now. And the guy did it. And they got $249,000 from the CEO of of an energy company. Isn't that crazy? My husband, um, he's a financial planner. And he was telling one of his clients the other day, he's like, listen, I'm calling you back. The email looks like it's from you. I got your voicemail. But I have to call you and speak to you voice to voice to confirm that all was really you. They're saying that AI has gotten so good that they can now, in real time, using Zoom, simulate people's voices this is getting scary it is it is so wow. uh yeah I, I think the key if you if you ever get that phone call hang up and call the person yep that supposedly Absolutely. is in peril or needs the money or whatever always double and triple check. and have a safe word for right. your parents right too. taylor you've done a, a lot of uh 10ks and 5ks and that kind of stuff have, have you ever done one of those like tough mutter races no like and i will never ever ever do one of okay, those okay well if you were tempted i i'm going to give you a reason to like validate <laughs> why you should never okay next. okay so you've never done one of those tough mutters you did do that race with my daughter one time though in the woods in the dark what was that one called uh it was called the yeti race and we had to buy headlamps for it right, right. and i only did it because your daughter wanted me to do it with yeah, her and it was yeah. Uh, a no Yeti jumped out at us and scared the living daylights out of us. No obstacles other than all the things you find in a forest, like roots <laughs> and rocks. And your daughter, poor thing, tripped. All right, well, here's, she was okay. Here's why you should probably never do one of those tough mutters. In Sonoma County, they had one a couple of weekends ago, and everybody that participated got sick. Because if it, those races, you're crawling through the mud, you're mm-hmm. rolling through the mud, you're doing all this stuff. It was right next to a cow field, and they think ah. everybody was rolling around through... Uh, Let's just say cow droppings. One lady said she smelled manure. Uh-huh. And I can't believe I forgot to tell my friend who did one of these races about it. Mm-hmm. Did you see all the visuals? Like everybody had rashes all over their all body. All over their body, right. They all oh. broke out in the So you did hear about this. Yeah. So if you're ever thinking like, I'm going to man up and do or woman up and do one of those, may want to find out where they're holding it before you register. Taylor, dream a little dream with me, okay? You can open Taylor's Cafe. It serves whatever kind of cuisine you like. Hmm. What would it be? Let's talk about that next. Okay, so the other day I was thinking like, you know what? 
if this radio thing ever didn't work out, I think I might like to open like Kev's Cafe. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'd serve world's greatest coffee, of course, you know, like Buddy the Elf style. <laughs> We'd have a sign up front, world's yeah, greatest cup of coffee. Cute. But I think it would be, I'd do like a breakfast brunch place. Okay. Like French toast, like thick brioche French toast and bacon on the side. And would this be like a restaurant where you hire a top chef, like your wife? That'd be me. You would cook? Oh, yeah, I'd do it. (laughs) I'd do it, but it'd be a thing where the grill was facing the patrons so I could chat with them while I was making their... Oh, so you want to work at Waffle House. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Except we're calling it Kev's Cafe. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so you asked me if I had my own cafe. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, what would it be? What would it be? What would I serve? Based on things that I cook really, really well. Yeah. I think I would call it carb heaven. <laughs> and I would make the oatmeal pancakes that I make with okay. real maple syrup and fresh fruit and a little bit of whipped cream on top. I would make. Would you do that when you yeah. put it on top? You have to make that noise when you do it? Yeah. And then I would make um, the Collins chocolate cake with the brewed coffee and the okay. batter and the frosting. And then I would make my mom's famous carrot cake, which has a whole can of crushed pineapple in it. So we're having three types of cake, pancakes, yes. <laughs> carrot cakes, and chocolate cake. And we're going to call it carb, instead of carb heaven, I want to call it carb paradise. <laughs> How do you like that name? like it. <laughs> hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good this is such an incredible example of the power of music. This guy named Ian is 71 years old, and he has Guillain-Barre syndrome, which left him mostly, almost totally paralyzed. And he says music cured him. So here's what happened. His doctors decided, let's see if music therapy could, quote, open up his brain. Well, Ian happens to love the Carpenters, so he started listening to them every night before bed and trying his best to sing along. Well, guess what? I was gonna. That's not. I was gonna say. Wow, he sounds just like her. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was really the Carpenters. Okay, I got it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Listening to the Carpenters every night, singing along, it worked. Not only is Ian no longer paralyzed, his first goal was to walk through the door of his home. He's now walking like two miles a day. No kidding. Isn't that incredible? The All power because of, of the music. carpenters. Yeah. <laughs> Wowzers. That's why birds suddenly appear. <laughs> What's his name? Ian. Whenever Ian draws near. <laughs> How do you divvy up managing the household with your other half? Coming up, what husbands and wives said in a recent survey. How do you divvy up managing the household with your other half? In other words, who earns the money? Who does the grocery shopping, cooking, and cleaning? Who makes sure the kids get their homework done? Well, according to brand new Pew Research, almost half of wives earn as much or more than their husbands. A lot of the reason behind that is many women are more educated than their hubbies. Women spend more time on chores and making sure the kids are good than men. Husbands in the survey said they have hours of extra time each week to spend in leisure or work. Uh, On average, men spend close to four hours more a week on leisure activities than their wives. And more and more new dads say they want to be super involved in their kids' lives. 
So here's what I'm wondering. You were talking about how do you divvy up the chores and stuff. And one of the things you said was a lot of women are making as much or more than their husbands now. And I'm wondering, does that matter when it comes to divvying up the chores? Does who makes more money matter when that's that's in play? Give us a call. Hey, Janet, it's Kevin and Taylor. We're talking about splitting up the, uh, you know, the household duties between you and your better half. And does how much one makes come into play with that? In other words, like if your husband makes more, does he get a free pass on vacuuming? No, I don't think so. Um, I actually make more, but I also work shift work and I work a lot of nights and weekends. So we just kind of split it up. You know, if we need extra money, I can pick up extra shifts. But that mm-hmm. means he would do something extra with the kids, you know, like take somebody to a ball game or to mm-hmm. dance lessons or, you know, pick up groceries. So That's for awesome. us, it's not so much um, that, you know, because I make more, I do less. It's more like because I'm working a couple extra shifts, mm-hmm. he picks up the slack around the house that week. Sounds like you guys have a true partnership. Oh, for sure, for sure. When you got three kids and pets and in-laws, you got to work it together. You got to do it together. <laughs> right. right. If we don't work yeah. it together, we all go down together. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Alonzo, we're talking about divvying up the household chores between you and your better half. And, and how do you do it? And does how much someone makes play into how you, uh, you know, divide things up? Oh, for me? is no problem. My wife makes more money than me. She works. I'm home. I'm retired. The kids are grown, but I do most of the chores. I cook. I clean. I wash. I do grocery shopping. And she's fine with that. Only thing I say, we can you cook. (laughs) (laughs) So we have a really, really good partnership. Dude, you are a Hallmark movie waiting to be made. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Okay, be honest, Alonzo. When you cook a really good meal and it's waiting for your wife when she gets home, does she find that hot? Oh, yes, definitely. I cater. That's my background. I cater. So I do all that great, great um, appearance. The presentation is wonderful. So, all yes. right. There you go. All right.